serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in authority that He gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Teaching Thursdays. I'm your teacher for the evening, Pastor BJ Piggy. Thank y'all so much for joining us. And right before the intro song came on, I just felt like the Lord was impressing upon my heart to share with you guys, to just encourage you guys to push on through. What does that simply mean? It just means keep on going. Don't let anything deter you. Don't let anything stop you from pursuing the presence of God. Don't let anything stop you from pursuing the things of God, what God has spoken to you. Don't let go of those words because it's in those times where you let go, you pull back the promise. And I want us to be believers that don't just let go of what God said. We hold on to it for dear life because it's, because that's the very thing that gives us life. Amen. And so when God gives you a promise, when God tells you to do this, when God tells you to do that, when you've been encouraged all around you from believers and other people that you trust to keep on pushing, I just want to encourage you guys to keep on doing that because I'm telling you, you don't know what's on the other side of your push through. You don't know what's on the other side of well, you actually do know the other side of the push through is your breakthrough. The other side, if you can just keep going, is the manifestation of everything that you've been believing for. So don't be like that picture. And I'm not sure if everybody has seen that picture. But uh, as I was thinking about that right before the song came on, there was this picture that I seen and I don't have it to show y'all. But hopefully uh, y'all can get the uh, visual. There are two people digging. There are two people digging and they're basically in the same place. And one person decides to stop. And because they stopped, if they would have kept digging just a little bit more, they would have reached the thing that they had been digging for. But the other person, they decided to keep digging and they were on two different levels. And because they decided to keep digging, they were able to get to the thing that they had been digging all that time for. And basically what that picture is representing is that that individual that quit, they quit right before they got to see the thing that they were digging for. Don't be that individual that stops right at the point where God's getting ready to manifest or the Holy Spirit is getting ready to show you something new. Don't be that individual that stops right there in the process before you get a chance to see the thing that you've been believing for. And I don't care how long it's been. I don't care if it's been a year, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Man, it could have been 70 years. I, I don't care. Don't give up on what God told you to do and what God has promised you because God said he's going to send his word. And when he sends his word, it will not return unto him void and it will produce the very thing that it promised. And we're going to look at that also tonight. So I just want you guys to be encouraged, man. Keep on pushing through. Don't let up. Don't quit. Don't cave in. Don't give up. Amen. Do not give up because I'm telling you on the other side of that, you will find yourself being benefited. You will find yourself experiencing the kingdom. You will find yourself pushing past all the obstacles, all the challenges, all the different things that the enemy tried to keep from your life. You will find yourself experiencing them if you just don't give up. 
Amen. So keep on pushing through. That's your encouragement for tonight. Keep on pushing through. Don't let nothing, and I and, and I say in that with the most emphatic, nothing. Don't let nothing stop you from doing everything that God has said in your life. And don't let anything keep you from doing what God uh, has for your life. Amen. Amen, Ashley. Amen. A lot of times we do get impatient because it hasn't happened yet. And that's what the enemy uses. And I'm going to speak to that real quick. And, and Ashley said, keep pushing. I'm going to speak to that real quick because that's what the enemy uses. When things are not happening, he gets us to focus on the natural to cause us to quit. That's why we have to be supernatural beings. We have to be able to see. And we're going to get into that right now to transition into the perspective and because that's what we're talking about tonight, changing our perspective. When you're able to see things from God's perspective, you won't look at it from the world's perspective and look at it as being impatient. You won't look at something's not happening yet or instantly happening yet because you can see with your spiritual eyes so that you know that thing is going to keep you know that thing is going to happen. That's why you keep on pushing. But the enemy tries to deter your perspective. He tries to get you off course of what you're supposed to see to get you to quit. And that's why we've designed this series. And I'm glad Ashley said that because that brings me back right back to the whole purpose of this series is to make sure. Keep pushing and make sure you're listening and being obedient to make sure you haven't missed any. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it's us. Sometimes the reason why it hasn't manifested is because it's us, amen? And we have to always be mindful of his instructions. We have to always be mindful of what he's saying to us and be obedient because if we're not obedient to what he's telling us to do, we can't get upset with him when the things don't happen the way they're supposed to happen, amen? So all of that goes together. We can't be impatient. We have to be obedient. That's what this whole series is about. And it helps to be obedient when you can have the proper perspective of God. When you know God already has it taken care of, why would you not obey him? The only reason why you would disobey God is because you think God is not going to come through for you. That's having a wrong perspective of God. Amen. And so that is why we have to look at God's. We have to look at things from God's perspective. And we have to also have the perspective of the, the proper perspective of who God is and what he and what he does so that we won't think that he's doing something that he's not. And that is why. We have to focus in, and that's why we have to get in on this series as I get ready to recap. But before I recap, y'all, y'all already in here preaching tonight. Before I recap, let me go ahead and go through the announcements. Thank y'all so much for joining us tonight. Don't forget to engage, engage, engage. Y'all have already started commenting in the comment section, so don't forget to do that. Because remember, when you engage, it does two things. It opens your heart and your spirit to receive, and it helps us get the word out to more people than what we can do on our own. Remember, we're better together than we are apart. So your engagement with this broadcast helps us to sow the seed of the word of God into other people's lives. Amen. Thirdly, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, the YouTube channel or the podcast, go ahead and do that. If you enjoy getting your information through YouTube or podcast, go and subscribe to us. We're BJ Piggy Ministries all over the place where podcasts are shown. I mean, not shown where podcasts are released. Uh, Amazon, Apple. Anywhere, uh, Amazon, yeah, Amazon, Apple, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify. There's so many. There's a plethora of all these platforms that we're on. You can get us on any one of those. So if you like listening to podcasts, go ahead and uh, subscribe. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, go ahead and do it. 
Next thing, if you haven't, oh yeah, follow us on all the socials, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I know I haven't posted to TikTok in a little while, uh, but I'm going to get back on it. I'm going to try my best uh, <laughs> because I really like doing goofy stuff on TikTok, but I'm going to get back to uh, posting. <laughs> I'm going to get back to posting on TikTok. I really am. I really am. So follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you haven't signed up for the daily encouragement emails, man, a couple of people messaged me this past week saying a couple of the emails hit them right in the heart. They hit them right in the heart and it was exactly what they needed for the day to get them on the path that they needed to. Listen, those emails are designed to encourage you on a day in, day out basis because we need encouragement every single day. The enemy is always constantly barraging us, trying to come at us with stuff. We need to get these daily encouragements. We need to be encouraged so that we can stay on the straight and narrow, so that we can stay on the path that God has had for them. And it can help correct us when we get off sometimes. And that's what a couple of people told me this week. It had it helped them readjust their thought process so that they can stay in line with what God had for them for the day. So if you haven't joined those uh, daily encouragement emails, just send us a email and say, hey, just send us an email and say, hey, I want to be a part of that email community or direct messages on any one of our social media platforms with your email and we'll add you to that email blast. Amen. All right. Number five, if you haven't become a partner yet and you would like to become a partner, let us know. Uh, if God is, if you believe God is speaking to you concerning partnership with us, and let me briefly explain what partnership is, is both of us coming together so that we can do God's will where this ministry is concerned. And what does that mean? You have a part and I have a part. My part is constantly teaching what God gives me to teach is to pray for you, is to give you every available resource that we have as a ministry and individually uh, to give you everything so that God can uh, do exactly what he desires to do in your life so that you can find yourself living the life that God called you to. So it's our responsibility to help teach you that. It's our responsibility to pray for you. And it's our responsibility to give you every available resource to help bring that thing to pass. Not just the teachings, because the teachings are good. Not just uh, praying for you because praying is good, but actually giving you some practical things. If you actually need help, it's us stepping in and helping. If you need advice on something, it's us giving you advice on something so that you can get to the next level that God will have you to. Uh, if it's investment advice, whatever it is to help you fulfill the will of God for your life, that's what the ministry is here for. We're here to do this thing together. And your responsibility is to come to the, uh, you know, come to the live events or whatever. When we're doing these uh, these broadcasts, your responsibility is to, number one, pray for the ministry. Number two is to uh, support the ministry so that we can do all the different things that God has called us to do when it's coming to helping families, when it's coming to feeding families, when it's coming to paying rent, when it's, I mean, uh, paying other people's rent, not our rent, because we don't have that overhead because this is just an online ministry. But when it's coming to taking care of other people, we can do it without hesitation because of the faithful giving of all of you guys that faithfully give to the ministry. And so we really, really, really appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. And we declare that God's blessing is falling on your life like never before because you're being obedient to him. That's what partnership looks like. You do your part and we do our part and we're all better together because of it. Amen. So if God has called you to do that, become a virtual partner, or if you have a prayer request, or if you have a testimony you'd like to share, email us or send it to us via direct message uh, on any one of the social platforms. All right. If you haven't shared the message, I'm, I'm encouraging you to go ahead and share it because we're getting ready to get into it because, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. Uh, I tried to make this, uh, I tried to 
do the changing the the uh the foundation message uh i tried to make it one hour uh and notice last week i only got through three of them and i have eight uh things that i wanted to get through with the foundation so i'm gonna try my best to get to all the information tonight uh before i recap but let me pray recap and then we're going to get into what uh, God has for us tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word tonight. We believe Holy Spirit is among us right now, teaching us his kingdom and teaching us his ways. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for speaking behind the word that is spoken so that we can live the life that you have called us to live and be a blessing to everybody that we come in contact with so that your kingdom can be established in the earth. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm going to hold off. I'm going to try my best. Okay. So with that being said, last week we started a brand new series and it's concerning what? What's the title of the series? It's changing our perspective of God. Now, I really, uh, I said a lot of things last week before I got into the points, but I basically wanted to say this before I get started with the points tonight. Your perspective is everything. Your perspective is everything. How you see things determine how you move in life. How you see things determines how you receive in life. How you see things determines uh, where you think you can uh, go in life. Because a lot of times people don't realize and a lot of times people don't understand uh, the power of perspective. They don't understand the power of things like exposure. They don't understand the power of uh, experiential, uh, ex not experiential, but experiences with God. When, when you experience things with God, it absolutely changes your life forever. And the main... And I've had a couple of those supernatural experiences with God over my life that nobody can ever take away. And so because of that, I have a certain perspective through his scriptures and in my fellowship time with him that helps me understand, man, people see God in the wrong perspective a lot of times. A lot of times they think it's this certain way. And I know a lot of times people have their opinions and people have this and people have that. But I really want to uh, share with you from my heart. What, what I know from God's word. And if you believe that to be true, also, I want you to connect with it because I'm not just going to give you my opinion. I'm going to also give you the word and I'm going to also trust Holy Spirit to connect the two, because that's really what it's all about. Because a lot of times we as preachers, and I'm going to say me included, we can say a whole bunch of stuff. But if it doesn't connect with your spirit and the Holy Spirit doesn't confirm it to you, then it's not going to mean much of anything because at that point, we've just been up here just talking a whole bunch. And so I pray that as I share these things with you, and, it, and I pray that this has always been the case, but I pray especially tonight that as I share these things with you, you're able to see them from the whole, from Holy Spirit's perspective and you can confirm it with the word and you can, and you can confirm it with, with the peace that's in your spirit. And if you feel any kind of challenge going on, I encourage you to get with Holy Spirit to say, hey, Holy Spirit, is this true? Is this really how you operate? Is this really who you are? Is this really what you're about? Because that is the that is part of the development process. And again, I'm going to say if you have the wrong perspective of God and if you have the wrong uh, sight of God, I mean, or, how, or, or if you have the wrong vision of how you see God, then things are going to perpetuate that way in your life. Let me give you an example. If you see God as this doom and gloom God, you will assume a lot of times that it's God doing the good and the bad stuff without realizing that there is also a devil running loose where the scripture clearly states that 
Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly, but the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. That's pretty clear, right? But if you have a vision that God is, um, God, because God is omniscient, God is omnipresent, he's all of those things, he's sovereign, he is all of those things, but if you don't have the proper perspective and the proper understanding of that, you think, you'll think God is out here doing all of these things, when in reality, the truth of the matter is, People allow the devil to do certain stuff and it releases things into the earth. And that's and that's what causes that kind of stuff. Because watch this, because if it was God fighting against himself, you wouldn't win anyway. So what's the point of you getting involved in the fight? What's the point of you even believing God for anything better than what you already have? If that's what God wants you to have, you follow what I'm saying? So we have to understand the difference. We have to understand what the enemy is doing. We have to understand what God is about. And we have to have the proper perspective so that we can fall on the proper side of it. Y'all follow me so far? So if you understand that, say amen. And so last week, we started out on this journey, just really just jumping into it, talking about a couple of things. And we started off by talking about how you can limit God. And we're not going to look at the scriptures because I want to get through these so I can get to the rest of them. So we started off by talking about limiting God and how it's possible for us to limit God because we don't remember the things that he's already done for us. In Psalm 78, and you can go back last week and, and get a really good understanding of it. But in Psalm 78, it basically said that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel and they provoked him because they forgot his great love. They, they, didn't, they didn't remember how he took them by the hand and with redemption's kiss, delivered them from the enemies. And I gave y'all the story when uh, Noah, when they crossed the Red Sea, that was a supernatural miracle that neither one of them had seen. And they and God was trying to take them to the promised land. And because they forgot that stuff, they limited God because they didn't have proper perspective of who he is. Listen, how can somebody open up the Red Sea and you not believe what they're telling you? How can you not believe the love that he has for you if he did that kind of miracle for you? Listen, if God pulled you through last year and if he pulled you through this time and he pulled you through that time, why would you think this time he's not going to do it? His motive is not changing. So don't limit God because you forgot the things he's already done for you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? For more of that, go back and listen to last week. Number two, we talked about the plans of God. We talked about how God's plans are good. And then we also talked about how there can be many paths on the one path that God has for you. Now, let me explain that very quickly. Basically, what I'm saying is God has a calling and a gift for all of us. But sometimes we can get off of that course. But God has a way to get us back around to it. He's already seen your mistakes and he's already made a detour in, in case you decide to make a mistake. Because how many of y'all know you can decide to turn left and you can decide to, and you can decide to turn right. God can tell you to go right. But if you make a left and don't do what God has told you to do, he is. He so loves you so much to get you back on the path. He's already created a detour for you to get back around there. Now, it may be delayed and it may take you some time to get back around. But listen here, God's ultimate goal is to get you back to this place. It's not to keep you over there all by yourself out of the way. So this is what we have to understand, because a lot of times people get frustrated and they think that once they mess up, everything's all over. That's not the that's not it. That's not how God operates. God has already seen your mistakes. He's already accounted for your mistakes. He's already accounted for your missteps. He's already accounted for your wrong turns. He's already accounted for all of that. So don't be worried. All you got to do is get back with Holy Spirit and he'll get you back on path. Amen. So understand. 
that just because you may have made a mistake doesn't mean it's over. God's plans for your life doesn't change. We also looked at Romans 11 to 29, where it says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, people may run from them, but that doesn't mean God's going to change his mind about it. Amen. So go back and listen to that for last week for that one. And then last and then lastly, last week, we ended on what God started in you. He's going to finish. Don't ever doubt or don't ever get discouraged to think that God can't complete in you what he started in you. What God started you on, God is well capable of finishing that thing. Don't, and that's why we started talking about this. Don't ever give up. God is too powerful. God is too loving to not allow you to see that thing through. And so we really got to understand through all of these first examples, we have to really begin to see that God is for us. As a matter of fact, we probably need to confess that and say, God is for me. God is for me. And if God is for me, the Bible says, who can be against me, right? We understand. I mean, we may not understand. We may have heard these scriptures before, but I want to help us bring them all together because a lot of times people can think that God is not for them. And that's because they've gotten some wrong information somewhere. They may have gotten it from somebody in the world. They may have experienced something. Heck, they may even got it from somewhere in the church. They may have even got it from somebody telling them that God meant for that to happen. God sent that to you. And so, and again, I'm not talking bad about those kinds of things. People can only share with you what they understand and what they know. But I can also say because of certain things like that, it's gotten people off on the wrong path and we have to correct some of those things. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So we have to really understand that what God started in you, he will finish it. God is for you. So if God is for you, who can be against you? And I really want you to get this overwhelming sensation that God is on your side. That's why it's important that you obey him. That's why you don't neglect the thing that he tells you to do. Because when you have somebody that's that's so for you like that, you will begin to have a different mindset. You will begin to have a different understanding to, 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 uh, to understand that, man, I can't let this individual down. I can't let God down. Why? Because he is for me. He is for me. And that is the perspective that we need to have for God. God is never against you. He's always for you. He's for you so much that he sent his only begotten to die for you. His most important and treasured possession, which is Jesus Christ, which was Jesus Christ, his son, he sent to die for you. And he sent the one that could only do what he could do. Jesus was the only one that could stand in our place. And so that was his most prized possession. And the Bible says he loved us so much that he did that. The Bible also says that if the, uh, the Bible also says if it's not for one, if, if it was just one person, Jesus still would have did the same thing. God still would have did the same thing if only one person received him. That's just how much God loves you. And I need y'all to understand. I need us to really get this, this perspective that we need to have from God, because if we don't get this perspective again, that's why I'm telling y'all perspective. Proper perspective is everything. How you visualize something is everything. How you see something from a point of view is everything, because if you can see the bigger picture, it'll help you push through some situations and circumstances. If you can see things from a proper perspective, it'll help you. Uh, it'll help you gain concept and details and ideas on how to navigate some things. But if you don't have the proper perspective, you'll find yourself lost. You'll find yourself stuck. You'll find yourself in the web of deceit that the enemy wants to set a trap. Uh, he wants to trap you up in. And uh, and we have to not allow him to do that by having the proper perspective. Amen. So that's the quick, quick, excuse me, quick recap.
of last week. If you want to get a deeper understanding of all those different points, you can go back and listen to last week's message. So we're going to continue on with point number four. Point number four. <clears throat> point number four. Point number four is God doesn't want you confused. God does not want you confused. God does not want you confused. Okay. Let's go look at 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 in the Passion Translation. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 33 in the Passion Translation. It says, for God is the God of harmony. That's pretty clear, right? For God is the God of harmony, not confusion, as is the pattern in all of the churches of God's and holy believers, as is the pattern in all of the churches of God's holy believers. For God is a God of harmony. Other scriptures say, for God is not the author of confusion. In other words, he didn't create, I mean, in other words, he's not the author of it. He didn't create confusion. He's not over here causing you to be confused. God's desire is not for you to be confused. And sometimes I think people can get caught up in the idea that God doesn't want them to understand stuff. Sometimes people can think that the, uh, that the ideas of heaven and the secrets of heaven are not for them. And I and uh, and I should have went to this scripture, but I don't have it right now. But there's a scripture that says that the, that the secrets of, of, of heaven and the secrets of God are held for his believers, are held for his children. And when you don't understand that, you can think that God is trying to keep something from you. You can think that God is trying to withhold from you. And at the end of the day, God is not the one wanting to withhold from you. God is wanting to share revelation with you. God is wanting to share who he is with you. God is wanting to share his love with you. God is not the one wanting to withhold from you. He's the one wanting to give you peace. He's the one wanting to give you harmony. He's the one wanting you to have the good life as we talked about last week. But if you don't understand that, you're going to possibly fall along the lines of the people that think God is out here being confused. I mean, God out here wants me being confused or God doesn't want me to understand. God doesn't, you know, uh, there's a saying in the church, uh, man, and it just, it just used to say all the time as far as, uh, um, you know, uh, man, why did it leave me just that quick? I had it in my mind. There's some things that, that we used to say as far as uh, God doesn't want us understanding this. Um, and I know it's real simple. It's on the tip of my tongue, too. But anyway, God doesn't want you confused. God does not want you confused. He's not withholding information from you. As a matter of fact, he gives wisdom liberally, which means he desires to give wisdom, which means he gives it freely. He wants you to have it. He's not trying to have you pay for it. He wants you to have wisdom. He wants you to understand. He says that in James. He gives it liberally. He gives wisdom liberally. So if God gives it liberally. Why do you think that he wants you confused? Why do you think God doesn't want you in on the secrets? Why do you think God doesn't want you in on what he's doing in the earth? Why do you think God doesn't want you to understand the things that are going on in the earth? Why do you think that God wants you confused about the things that are going on in the earth? Now, let me parenthetically insert this, or let me just insert this for, your, for also your understanding. There are certain things that we have to listen to. There are certain things that God gives his prophets. There are certain things that God gives his preachers. There are certain things that God gives his apostles. There are certain things that God gives his pastors that you need to take heed to that comes through those vessels. 
I'm going to say that one more time. There's certain warnings. There's certain things that God gives through his prophets. He gives through his men and women of God, not only as warnings, but as blessings. And so we need to also understand that God uses those vehicles to get words in the earth so that the body of Christ can be made whole. So the body of Christ can be on one accord. I need y'all to understand that because sometimes we can get we can fall all the way on the left side sometimes or all the way on the right side, whichever one you want to use and say, hey, I can just get all of this from God. I don't need nobody else. That's not how God set it up. God never set it up that way. He get, he put the gifts in the body so that the body can be glorified, so that the body can be unified. And if we don't take heed to all the gifts that he put in the earth, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, and the evangelists, then sometimes we can miss the things that God is saying, or we can hear them say it, but we don't take it as gospel, or we don't take it as um, we don't take it as truth because we think that we need to get it on our own. Now, don't get me wrong. Your personal relationship with Holy Spirit needs to be personal. Don't get me wrong. But there are some things that God uses individuals to speak into the earth that we need to take hold of and that we need to heed to heed towards or we need to pay, pick up on. And the reason why he does that is because God doesn't want you out here being an island. He wants you to be, he wants you to have community. He doesn't want you to just be out here on your own coming up and concocting all of these different things. So we have to understand that God uses all of these different things for the sole purpose of you not being confused. And if you find yourself being confused, you may want to find yourself sitting under somebody who you can trust that gets words, gets words from God so that you can get clarity on things in your own life. That's the beauty of fellowship. That's the beauty of communion. That's the beauty of partnership. That's why God calls you to different places so that you can clear up the things that you may misunderstand in your life so that you can turn around and do that for somebody else. So God is not the author of confusion. He does not want you confused. An easy distinction can be made or can uh, an easy distinction we can change concerning our perspective of God is that God desires for us to have clarity, peace, and harmony. So if God desires that he wants us to have clarity, peace, and harmony, then why do you think God is about this confusion? Why do you think God is about this chaos? The scripture just plainly said there, God is the God of harmony. So anywhere that there is chaos, anywhere there is confusion, that is not God. <laughs> Y'all got me? Y'all understand what I'm saying? That is not God. And so if that's not God, then I don't need to be involved in this stuff. I need to be over here where clarity, peace, and harmony is. God does not stir up confusion. So if anything is trying to bombard you, that is clearly the enemy. Y'all hear me what I say? If God does not stir up, if God is not stirring up confusion in your life, it has. And if anything is trying to bombard you, it has to be the enemy. The enemy is the one that's trying to keep you tied up in the web of deceit. He's trying to keep you wound up in all of that confusion so that you will never understand, so that you will never grab concepts, so that you will never get what God has for you or understand the things of God. That is the enemy trying to do that because the enemy knows that if he can get you away from that understanding then he can pretty much gain hold in your life because how your perspective is, is how your life is going to go. And based on how your life goes, it'll determine what your witness is in the earth. That's why this perspective deal is so important. That's why we have to change our perspective of God so that we can get on the right path. The enemy wants dissension and chaos. God wants unity of the faith and not separation. 
Ephesians 4, 3 through 6, you can clearly see that God wants unity and not separation. He wants unity of the faith and not us clearly divided. He doesn't want dissension among the camp. He doesn't want chaos in the camp. He wants unity. And because God wants unity, you can clearly see that he is the God of harmony and he's not the God of confusion. Amen. So that's an important perspective. We need to grab hold of God. Let's go home to the next one. Let's move on because I got four more I need to get to. Four more. This is a beautiful thing, y'all. This is a beautiful thing where God is concerned. And this is and this will help you understand uh, what we were talking about earlier. God knows the end from the beginning. God knows the end from the beginning. God knows before God. This is why, you know, understanding this will help you understand why God has already given you detours. This, understanding this will help you understand why God has already created paths on the path that God has for you. Because God has already gone to the end. And, know, and, and, and has known the result, he has already accounted for every single mistake and every single misstep that you that you may encounter or that you may agree to do. And so, so with that understanding, you can also understand that <laughs> that is why I need to follow God because God already know how that wrong step is going to end up if I keep going down that path. Just like he knows if I keep going down the right path, he knows where that's going to end up because he knows the end from the beginning. He's not just out here directing you and leading you aimlessly. He's not just out here doing this for happenstance. He's not just out here doing it uh, just for fun. He's doing this to get you to a desired destination. Let's look at Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah 56 and 10 and let's prove this out real quick. Isaiah 56 and 10 says this It's in the good news translation. It says from the beginning, I predicted the outcome. Glory to God. From the beginning, I predicted the outcome. Long ago, I foretold what would happen. I said that my plans would never fail, that I would do everything I intended to do. Y'all see that? Isaiah 46 and 10, from the beginning, I predicted the outcome. Long ago, I foretold what would happen. I said that my plans would never fail, that I would do everything that I intended to do. I would do everything that I intended to do. That'll preach right there. Listen to this. Nothing catches God by surprise. It may catch you by surprise, but it won't catch God by surprise. Nothing catches God by surprise. It may catch us by surprise, but it doesn't catch God by surprise. And so if you find yourself being surprised by something, if something happens that wasn't supposed to happen, God already knew that thing would happen, whether you agreed to it or not. And let me and let me say this also. Some things happen in your life that you don't have control over. Life happens to people. Life happens to people who do things right. It happens all the time. And so because that's not a surprise to God, God has already accounted for that thing because he's already seen it. What he needs you to do is not get caught up in that thing that happened. He needs you to get back on track with him so that he can get you back on the desired path that he has for your life. That is what growth is all about. That is what um, that is what this life with Christ is about. 
Because if you live with Christ, if you not live, but if you walk with Christ for any amount of time, you're going to find yourself missing some things that he said. But the beauty of it is, is that because you because you honor him and you so desire to do things the way he wants you to do them, you will find yourself because you had the right intent, because you had that right desire. God will find you will find and you will find yourself on that path back to where God has you because your intent was to not disobey him or to get it wrong, but your intent was to get it right. So God is going to honor that and get you back on the right path. Again, nothing catches God by surprise. Nothing at all catches God by surprise. Again, your perspective is just because it caught you by surprise, it may have caught God by surprise and he needs to readjust and do some different things. No, baby, no. God has already set up a plan. He's already set up the detour. He's already set up the workaround for, for that thing that you were caught by surprise by. It wasn't, it wasn't God that already had the plan. I mean, it wasn't God that was caught off guard. You were caught off guard. And as long as you get back on God's plan, you will get back on the route that God has for you. Amen. So nothing catches God by surprise. God has an eagle eye view of everything. He has an eagle eye view of everything. He can see the end because he can because he can see across the entirety of time. I need y'all to understand that. I need y'all to understand that God has an eagle eye view of everything. And he can see the end because he can see across the entirety of time. That is why time is not a factor in the kingdom. That is why time can be adjusted to however God wants it to be adjusted. God can redeem the time and God can slow up the time. Amen. God can slow up time for you just as well. That's the God, you know, in the Old Testament, that's the God that they used to call El Shaddai. He's the many-breasted one. He's the one that could change natural law. He's the one that can cause the sun to stand still. That's why it wasn't ever an issue for God. When, when God wanted something to happen, he can simply say, all right, son, I need you to sit there while this battle goes on so that everything can happen the way I need it to happen. And once all that's done, you can go back to your normal rotation. That is the God that we're talking about. Because he has an eagle eye view of everything, he sees across the entirety of time. Time does not affect God. That's why sometimes things can happen quickly. And that's why some things can take some time to happen because you never know what the issue is that is going on in the earth. But rest assured at the end of it, whether it takes a short amount of time or whether it takes a long amount of time, the end goal is what's going to be what God promised if we stick with God and do what God tells us to do. This is why he knows the best path for you to take and why we should regard his instructions as not optional. This is why we shouldn't consider his instructions as optional because he knows the end from the beginning. We need to stick with what he's telling us. We need to not let go of the word. We need to not let go of the scripture because if we let go of the scripture, we'll let go of the end that he wants us to get to. So we can't disregard his instructions as optional and treat them as optional, because if we do, we'll find ourselves in a place and we don't even know how we ended up there. But when we look back over our lives, we'll realize how we got there. We got off track following God somewhere. And that is why it's important to always not disregard his instructions, but always follow his instructions so that we can end up in the place that he wants us to end up. Amen. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. So God knows the end from the beginning. Y'all got that perspective? Y'all got that perspective? Three more. God gave us choice, even though he predestined or desires the thing. This is the next perspective. God gave us choice, even though he predestined or desires the thing. And I'm going to show y'all this in scripture because I need y'all to see it. Because I think people get confused sometimes on why things happen without realizing that they got a choice in the matter. Even though God wants this to happen, we can find ourselves disregarding what God wants and find ourselves caught up in our own decision. That's why uh, God admonishes us to not just follow our wills and our desires, but follow his will and his desires. Let's look at Deuteronomy 30, 19 real quick. In the Good News Translation, it says, I am now giving you the choice between life and death, between God's blessing and God's curse. And I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Choose life. God in this scripture says, I'm giving you a choice. I'm giving you free will between life and death. You can choose between life, which is God's blessing. You see that clearly here in the scripture. Or you can choose death, which is God's curse. And I call heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. And if you don't know which one to choose, it has its own two sentence, I mean, two word sentence, choose life. I've given you the choice. Don't choose the curse. Don't choose death. Choose life. But if you choose to choose death, then that's the route that you're going to take because that's the route that you chose. Amen. So God has given us choice, even though he predestined or desires a thing to happen. And let me show you the other parts of this real quick. And I'm going to get to my points. Let's look at Ephesians one and five in the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation, Ephesians one and five says God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Now, this is what I want y'all to see. This is God's desire. Look at what it says. It says God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Now, we have to bring these two together because it's going to go right into the next point that I'm going to get into a little bit and a little bit later after I break this down. Even God gave us a choice and God has predestined us or he decided in advance to adopt us. OK, so because he decided to adopt us, we can see in another translation that said God predestined us to be sons or to be adopted, to bring us into himself through Jesus Christ. So God's predestination or God's desire is for us to be adopted, is for us to be sons of his. But the crux of the matter is, will you choose to be that son? See, this is what we have to understand. God desires for us to have a good life. And because a lot of people are probably asking this question right now, well, BJ, if that is God's will and that is God's desire, why did he give us an option to choose? Why did he just make us have a good life? You ask such great questions. And God answered this question to, for me a long, long time ago. He basically told me the reason why he didn't set it up that way is because he didn't want any robots. He didn't want anybody that was just 
He want he wanted unique. He wanted people who desired and wanted him. He didn't just want people to follow. He didn't just he just he didn't want to make people follow him. And and it's important that we get that perspective of God because when you get that perspective of God, you will begin to understand that 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 the beauty, the way the way God set it up, you can you can ascend or you can go to a place. Hmm, how can I explain this in a way that'll be really, really, really clear? You wouldn't understand the entirety of God's love if he made you love him. You wouldn't understand God and who he is if he made you do everything that he wants you to do. Let me give you, let me give you all an, a natural example of this. Your parents tell you over and over and over again, don't do this, don't do that. You could have listened to them and not experienced the consequences. But because you go out and experience a consequence of what they told you not to do, you now gain a new concept and understanding of that thing that they told you not to do. Now, you could have just listened to them and gained concept and understanding of what they told you not to do and, choo and, and chose to do that and experienced what he wanted you to experience behind just obeying what he told you to do. But because you decided to go about it your own way, you had to experience a consequence. And so what God wants you to understand is that he doesn't just want puppets. I mean, I mean, he doesn't want puppets. He doesn't want robots. He wants people who are willing to follow him. He wants people that are willing to follow his desire because in their willingness to follow and understand his desire for what he wants, they can be the complete individual that he has called them to be. They can't be that individual if they're made to do everything from his, I mean, if, if he made them do everything, it wouldn't be complete. It wouldn't be the way he wanted it to be. And the way he wanted it to be is the people desiring him, not just them, not just him making them desire. Who wouldn't want to follow him and get his perspective for your life and not do his will? Right, Miss Valerie, who wouldn't want to do that? People who don't want to do that is people who haven't necessarily experienced him. And that is why it is it is the job and goal of believers to make sure people experience that goodness of Christ, to make sure people experience that this is what the kingdom is supposed to be like. Uh, and again, that's going to affect people's perspective. And you can't affect people's perspective if your perspective is wrong. If you think if you think God is bad, then why would you turn around and do good for somebody else? If you're a believer, why would you make somebody's life bad if you. If you believe, if, if you if you want good to be done to you, it just doesn't make sense. So we have to begin to understand that our perspective will affect other people. And we have to begin to gain the proper perspective or retain it. If you let it go, gain it back again. But we have to retain this perspective so that we can be effective in our communication and in our uh, mission to people to get them to understand the things of the kingdom. Now, let me say a couple of statements here. Despite what many may think, God has given us choice as free moral agents. God never intended for us to be robots. God never intended for us to be mindless, half-hearted clones. I needed to say it like that. He never intended for us to be mindless, half-hearted clones. He never wanted us to be that way. God designed us unique and special. 
all the while desiring that we be in his family and not in the kingdom of darkness. Again, I repeat to you, the reason why he doesn't want robots, the reason why he doesn't want mindless people that are just doing, uh, or, or mindless people just him making people do stuff. He wants you to choose it because in your choice to receive him, you receive the fullness of him. You don't receive the fullness of him unless you can receive him, unless you choose him. If he makes you do it, anybody that makes you do anything, you don't fully understand why they're making you do it. But when you choose to understand it, they can help you understand it. When you choose to follow what your parents tell you to say, I mean, or when you choose to follow what your parents tell you to do, they can further explain to you why they didn't want you to do that in the first place. And now because you chose to do it, you can see a broader perspective. A lot of y'all can gain this concept. A lot of stuff that you didn't realize what your parents were telling you to do, you understand now as you got older because your perspective has broadened and you've experienced a lot more stuff. Whereas if you would have just listened to them in the beginning, you would have had to experience a lot of stuff that you experienced. And that is where God is. He wants you to choose that. And I know a lot of times we feel like God is making us do stuff, but God really wants you to submit yourself to him so that you can follow his lead. God is not making you. He never, he never, he never wants to make you do anything. He desires for you to submit to his instructions so that you can receive the benefits of his kingdom. And when you do that, you can understand the fullness of it. And that is God's desire for you to understand the fullness of it and not just walk around like a robot. That is why God gave us choice, even though he predestined us, even though God desires for us to be in this particular spot or desires for us to be his sons, we still have to choose them because if we don't choose it, we won't receive or understand the fullness of making that choice. We would just be made to do it. So the reason why that is, uh, the reason why we have to understand that perspective God giving us choice, even though he predestined and desires a thing, follows up with this next point is that God desires to partner with us in life and doesn't want to be a dictator. <laughs> I need y'all to get these because we got two more left. This is this is <clears throat> this is adding on to the last point that I made. God desires to partner with us in this life and doesn't want to be a dictator. Romans 8 and 17 in the Passion Translation. Let's look at it. We got two scriptures we're going to look at because I need to prove this out. Romans 8 and 17. And since we are his children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him provided that we what accept his sufferings as our own. Notice the, notice what he says here. All of that good stuff, being heirs, inheriting what Christ inherited, being co-glorified with him, provided that we what choose or accept his sufferings as our own or choose Christ and believe exactly what he did and sharing his sufferings so that we can receive the exact same thing that he did. Now, the reason why you need to see this is because this, when we're talking about partnership, when we're talking about God, work, us working with God, not us working with, when we talk, God, not God working. Well, I mean, yeah, you can look at it as God working with us, but you're not in control. We working with God. 
We're working with God. We're partnering with him because we are the body of Christ. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his kneecaps. We're all of that stuff. We're his elbows. We all of that in the earth. And he needs every joint supplying. Ephesians 4 or 1 Corinthians 12 says that. Every joint supplies, every part of the body is supposed to supply a part to the earth. While Jesus is the head, we fall underneath the head somewhere, right? And so when we talk about a partner, that's what God is talking about. When he's talking about us being heirs of God and us being joined to Christ and us inheriting everything that he has and being co-glorified, we have to choose to accept that. We have to choose to accept him so that we can get all of that other stuff that he talked about. But the reason why I point that out is this scripture is very clear about us being heirs with him, being joined to Christ. When you're joined to somebody, uh, <laughs> the scripture also says in Ephesians, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. So we're seated at that same table. And it's not and it's not this idea that uh, that, that we are just, you know, that this arrogant idea like, yeah, I'm up here with God the Father. No, you are joined with him because he desires to partner with us. And I need us to understand this perspective because, again, a lot of times people just want God to do everything, not realizing the responsibility that we have as believers in this partnership that God has with us. When I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this and then I'm going to move on because. The Bible says that God has the Bible says that God looked around the earth seeking for somebody who can he who he can be good to. And he also and then the Bible also says that the that the enemy ro ro uh, roams around seeking whom he may devour. He roams around because he tries to copy what God is doing. God is looking for people who he can use to be a blessing in the earth. So when so when things happen, when things happen in the earth. It is up to us to be conduits of God to release the power of God into the earth. The way God gets things into the earth is when we make the declaration and when we pray the and when we pray the prayers that are that Jesus taught us how to pray. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever is loosed in earth will be loosed in heaven. I mean whatever is loosed in heaven will be loosed in the earth. So that is authority that he's placed in us through partnership that we need to gain concept of. So we can't just put everything off on God when he's given us authority and power also. And so it's important that we understand this perspective, because, again, a lot of people think, oh, well, I just leave that up to God. I ain't really got no responsibility. Oh, no, I, I, would, I would beg to differ with you on that. You have a lot of responsibility. And a matter of fact, when you go to God, he will tell you things to do and he will give you responsibility. That's why he wants you to partner with him. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 9. I'm, I'm, I, need to, I need to move a little, little quicker here. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9. Look at what it says in the Amplified Version. It says, for we are fellow workmen, joint promoters and what laborers together with and for God. So we work and labor with God, but we work for God. I need y'all to be clear on that. We work with him, but we work for him. You are God's garden and his vineyard and field under cultivation. So not only are you God, not only are you the garden and the vineyard that gives stuff, you are his field under cultivation. So while God is also working on you, you are the garden and the vineyard that is giving stuff to the people. You are God's building. 
Y'all see that? God wants you as fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard while he's still cultivating on you, while he's still working in you, while he's still developing you, while he's still maturing you. You are God's building. So I need y'all to clearly see that God wanted partners and co-laborers in creation. God wanted a people who could be his image, empowered by him, carrying out his plan, not just in the earth, but in the universe. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but I'm going to just stick with the earth right now. But he created us in his image, empowered by him to carry out his plan in the universe. God wants people to be just like his son in the earth. God wants people he can work with while he works on them. I need y'all to hear that. God wants people that he can work with while he works on them. That's why that scripture says you're, you're the cultivated garden that he's working on while you're still the vineyard and while you're still and while you're still the garden as well. While the garden produces fruit and produces vegetables to give to the people, God also wants you to be the field that is under cultivation that he's still working on, that he can constantly till and constantly make better to produce more and more fruit and to produce more and more uh, sustenance for the earth. Y'all follow what I'm saying? God doesn't, God never set it up to where he's doing everything. He set it up from the very beginning. And I need if you if you look at the scriptures, you can see this. God didn't even God didn't even create every the rest of this stuff. When he created Adam, he wanted somebody to be just like him. So he taught Adam how to be just like him. He didn't just want to create everything. He left some stuff. He left some stuff for Adam to do. That's why Adam called the animals and every and every animal Adam called. That was the name thereof. He was showing him how to be just like him. God wants a partner. He doesn't want to be a dictator. That's why I was trying to tell you a little bit earlier. That's why it's important for us to understand that God wants you. God wants you to understand, even though he wants this for you, you have to choose it. He doesn't want to dictate to you. He wants a partner to understand what he wants, to choose what he wants so that, so that they can receive everything that he has for them and be his example in the earth. Amen. All right. This is the last one. This is the last one that we're going to end up with tonight. I know I'm almost at eight, but I'm going to get this one in because it's the last one. Y'all can, can hold on, I think, for another five, ten minutes. All right. This is the last one. This is the perspective. He is the king and we are to submit ourselves to him. I'm going to say it for the person over there in the back again. He is the king and we are to submit ourselves to him. You hear me over there? Y'all hear me over there? He is the king and we are to submit ourselves to him. Let's look at a couple of scriptures and then we're going to be done with this. First Timothy 6.15, because I think people need to be reminded of this sometimes. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only, keyword only, almighty God, the king of kings and the Lord of all lords. He's the king of kings, king of all kings, and the Lord of all lords. So we need to keep this perspective that just because he wants a partner, just because he wants, uh, he wants to use us, doesn't mean he's no longer king anymore. It doesn't mean that he's not capable of doing it. He just wants us to be the best versions that he created. And the best versions for us 
the best way we can be the best versions that he created is for us to choose and receive him and obey his instructions. But even through all of that, he is still king. He is the what? King of kings and he is the what? Lord of all lords. Let's look at Exodus 20 and 3. Let's go back to the Ten Commandments and let's just look at this for a quick second. <clears throat> you must not have any other what? God but me. You must not have any other God but me. So with that being the case, this further uh, says that he is the king and we are to submit ourselves to him. Many people think that God can be competed with. He cannot. He is the only one true and living God. A lot of people think that Jesus can be competed with. He cannot. He is the one and only true and living God. He runs his kingdom and we follow his orders. I'm going to say that again. He runs his kingdom and we follow his orders. Watch this, though, because just because he's a king and in a king, there's a theocracy, meaning whatever the king says goes. When there's a kingdom, there's no democracy. I need, you know, I mean, if you didn't realize that, let me, let me make sure you understand that. When there's a king, there's no democracy. There's a theocracy, meaning whatever the head says goes. There's no vote. There's no opinion. There's no let us get together and decide what we're going to do to overthrow this person. It's not any of that, not in the kingdom of God, because he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But the beautiful and, and even though it's set up that way, this is a good thing about God. And God told me to remind you all of this. Let me get back and focus. He told me to remind y'all of this. He is a benevolent king. He is a benevolent king. He is not one of these dictator, uh, why can I ever say they were a tyrannical or a tyrannical, however you pronounce it, a tyrannical God, a crazy king. He's not one of those kings. He's a benevolent king. He's a benevolent king. He's benevolent. He's a good king. He's somebody who has your interest at heart. Crazy kings, dictators, they're they typically only concerned about what they got going on. Not typically, they are. They only concerned about what can benefit them. You're going to do things that benefit me. You're going to do things that benefit me only. But God is a benevolent king and God is concerned about the needs and the, and the desires and the wants of his people. That's what he's concerned about. But when people begin to understand that he's that benevolent king and they get under his instructions, they'll begin to understand that his benevolence and that his goodness is wrapped up in you following the instructions because he loves you so much. And because he's so benevolent, he's not giving you an instruction that is to bring you harm. Bad kings, bad dictators, they're doing things that will not only cause you harm, but won't even bring you benefit a lot of times, but only bring them the king's benefit. That is not what God is about. Even though he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords and nobody sits on that throne but him and he's the one and only true and living God, even through all of that, even though can't nobody compete with him, he's still benevolent to us. How do I know he's benevolent to us? Because he came and gave his son, even though we didn't deserve it. He still came and gave us the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden experience, even though Adam messed it up. 
Even though we were destined for a certain destination, he turned that whole thing around in our favor. That is a benevolent king. That is a loving king. That is something that I need you guys to get an understanding of. Because again, a lot of times people think that God is this person up here ready to strike them down whenever they do something wrong. They think God is sitting up there on this throne like he family guy or something, ready to just throw a throw a lightning bolt down as soon as you make a mistake. He's a benevolent king. He's not all the stuff that you think God is mad at. He put that on Jesus. He put all of that stuff onto Jesus. He put all of that stuff onto Jesus so that you didn't have to experience it. The Bible even says that he went through, Jesus went through all of this so you didn't have to. So when you begin to understand how benevolent he is, how loving he is, you can begin to change your perspective. Because, again, when people hear that king of kings and lord of lords, oh, he's going to do what he want to do. He can do it whenever he gets ready. But keep this in mind. He is a benevolent king. He has our interest. He, he keeps all of our interest. He, he does things in the best interest of us. He does things in the best interest or he does things. His 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 instructions, his ruling are for your benefit. Let me say it like that. His instructions is because it's not for our best interest, like whatever we want. God knows what's best for you. So that's why we need to follow his instructions so that we can receive that best. But when we get out of line with that, we think what we want is best. We think what our desire is best rather than what God wants. And we find ourselves caught up in stuff that we shouldn't find ourselves caught up in. But him being benevolent, him being loving, him being caring allows us to receive him as the benevolent king that he is and still recognize him as king of kings and lord of lords. He is a righteous ruler and we must submit ourselves to him and not the other way around. We're going to get into this aspect of God being righteous so that we can have the proper perspective of him and God being just because uh, righteousness and, and being just are attributes of God that we need to also have a proper perspective on. Even though we have a choice in the earth, when we submit to him, it becomes a theocracy and a kingdom system. Even though we have a choice in the earth, uh, when we submit to him, it becomes a theocracy and a kingdom system. Amen. Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? Did y'all get anything out of that tonight? If y'all did, give God some hearts, give God some likes. Um, say amen in the comment section. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to put them in the comment section or email us. Either way it go. Um, yeah, I think I think there's enough information that we uh, did tonight uh, that you can go and take before God and ask him about it again. Again, y'all, this is uh, this is not this is not me just giving my whole opinion. And this is just, and this is just not me uh, saying stuff to try to uh, convince you. Otherwise, you know, I can. You know, I can't convince you. The Holy Spirit is the one who is convict, who convicts and convinces. So uh, if, if any of this resonated with you, if any of this spoke to you, if any of this uh, 
spoke to your heart. I want you to spend time with Holy Spirit and talk to him about it and get a proper perspective of who he is so that we can have so that we can gain proper concept so that we can gain uh, the reality that God wants us to see. Because again, if you don't have proper perspective, you won't have, your life will follow that perspective. If you're only exposed to a, uh, if you're only exposed to a, um, what's the word? Uh, not heaven and hell preacher, but if you're only exposed to a doom and gloom preacher, or if you're only exposed to fire and brimstone preacher, uh, to think that, you know, that's just how God is. And that's the only way God is. And that's your perspective you're going to have of God. But I want y'all to, to get proper perspective. And this, and this is another thing that we got, we got to also remember, you know, a lot of the fire and brimstone things happened in the Old Testament before G, before he came and put all that stuff on Jesus. Uh, and that's not what he does uh, when he's trying to get us corrected. He, he, he speaks to us. He teaches us. You know, the Bible says that the Bible is used for correction. The teacher is supposed to correct. Holy Spirit is supposed to correct. He did, he would he would prefer that you listen to him and not just uh, run into the bumps all the time. But uh, but you really have to you really have to hold on to that and not think that God is out here trying to destroy your life because he's not. He's the one trying to build up your life. He's the one that's trying to build up your life. And so. Um, if again, if you have any questions, if you have any comments about any of the things that I've said, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please don't hesitate to uh, email us because that's what we're here for. We're all about growing in Christ and we're all about learning uh, so that we can become more like him in the earth. Amen. It's your time to give. Uh, the giving is up on your screen. If you guys would like to give to support the ministry, if God is leading you to give to the ministry, those are the ways that you can do it right here in this corner right here uh if you want to give me a cash app remember um put your email in the in the fourth section so that we can uh keep an accurate account and let you know that we received your gift via cash app uh, if you give it through tidally give lafire text to give uh any one of those options you will be emailed directly a receipt of your gift and at the end of the year you will get a uh, a giving statement so uh, that's us holding us holding ourselves accountable to you for the gift that you gave to the ministry. And so I just want you guys to obey God. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for sticking in here with me on a Thursday night, um, the weekend before Labor Day. And uh, I love y'all. And so I pray y'all got something out of this tonight. I pray that uh, Holy Spirit spoke behind the word that was taught tonight. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. I'll see y'all next week. I love y'all. Peace. If you would like to connect with our ministry, please email us at bjpiggyministries at gmail.com or follow us at BJ Piggy Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you'd like to show your financial support, you may do so via Cash App, Tithely.com, or Givelify.com by searching for BJ Piggy Ministries. Thank you. Uh, I tread on serpents and scorpions on a daily. I stand and walk in the authority that he gave me. I'm a reflection of God, so watch me be the light. It's time that we show the world that Jesus, Jesus is alive. I'm a walk in his liberty, oh. and it's for me.
Come on, I'ma stand tall. It's time to dominate.